0: Do you have brothers and sisters? Maybe you get jealous of them or frustrated with them. Maybe you feel like um, you're constantly competing with them to see who's better at whatever it is. Well, today's story, we're gonna meet two brothers who take that to an extreme level. I'm so glad you're joining me today on Audacious Arrows, where we're becoming recklessly bold men and women of faith through the power of God's word. Well, as we read today, I want you to keep in mind some of the things that we've read before. Two things in particular. I want you to keep in mind the creation mandate. Adam and Eve were commanded to be fruitful and multiply, to fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over all of the, and then it lists all of the animals. So they were supposed to have children. They were supposed to subdue the earth and have dominion. Adam was naming the animals. He was exercising authority and dominion over them. And Eve was to be his helper. It was the two of them. God made one helper for Adam. Um, And then I also want you to remember what happened in the curse, particularly um, from last time's podcast, chapter 3, verse 15, which said, God was speaking to the serpent and he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. We talked about that quite a bit last time. So Eve and Adam probably had that in mind as they go about having children. wondering because They knew that one of their offspring would be the one that would bruise the head of the serpent. So in this chapter, we're going to hear about two of Adam and Eve's children, Cain and Abel, and there's a story about them to start with. And I'm I'm guessing that Adam and Eve thought maybe maybe this is the one. Maybe this is the one that will bruise the head of the serpent. And then we're going to hear about Cain's descendants and his line and kind of what happens with them. And then the story goes back to Adam and Eve and it talks about another son, Seth that they have. And again, I think they were probably wondering, is this the one? Is this is this the descendant? Is this the offspring that will bruise the head of the serpent? And that's what we're going to read today. So we're going to start in chapter 4 of Genesis. And we're going to read the whole chapter. Um, one thing, they do refer to um, Cain as a worker of the ground. And we don't really use that phrasing. But a worker of the ground would be like, he's like a farmer. He's um, he's bringing up crops and probably the... Um, Probably the produce that he brings, um, it says that he brings an offering of the fruit of the ground. And it's probably like some kind of grain that he's been growing, um, something that he's harvested. All right, let's dive in. So we're in Genesis chapter 4 and the beginning of that chapter. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. It's desirous for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Then Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Enoch. When he built a city, he called the name of the city after the name of his son, Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad fathered Mahujael, and Mahujael fathered Methushael, and Methushael fathered Lamech. And Lamech took two wives. The name of the one was Ada, and the name of the other, Zillah. Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and the pipe. Zillah also born Tubal-Cain. He was the forger of all instruments of bronze and iron. The sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, hear my voice. You wives of Lamech, listen to what I say. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for striking me. If Cain's revenge is sevenfold, then Lamech's is seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and called his name Seth. For she said, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel, for Cain killed him. To Seth also a son was born and he called his name Enosh. At that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. What an intriguing story. And as you read, I think it's normal to have some questions. I always wonder what that mark on Cain was. Was it a tattoo? Was it like a big freckle? I just am curious. But I will say that The Bible tells us everything that we need to know. Anything that's really, truly important for you to know, God included, in the Bible. So even though there's some questions that we have, everything we need is here. So let's dig in. So in the beginning, we have Adam, or we have Adam and Eve, and they have these two boys. Now we know from the rest of the story that there's other people, Cain goes with his wife later on and then they have children too. So Cain has a wife, where'd she come from? It's clear that Adam and Eve had other children, either before or after Cain and Abel. So this story isn't saying that Cain and Abel are the only children, it's just saying, it's just focusing on these two specific brothers. Let's look at their sacrifices or their offerings. So Abel brings the first of his flock. He's a shepherd, a keeper of sheep, and he brings the firstborn of his flock. Um, And I think that's important. The firstborn implies that it's the best, that it's it's his first. If you have um, animals or if you're a farmer, the first of your harvest or the first of your flock is special and important. And so he brings that to the Lord. And it's also, I think, notable that what he brings is something that he had to kill that had blood. We talked last time that, um, about the verse in Hebrews that says, Without the shedding of blood, there can be no forgiveness of sins. And so I think it's notable that Abel's offering involved the shedding of blood. Both Cain and Abel have inherited, gotten from Adam and Eve, their sin. So at Cain and Abel have sin too now. Um, and Cain, what did he bring? He brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. Doesn't say that it was the first or the best, and we don't know exactly what it was, but it was some kind of um, like a harvest of a crop. It didn't involve um, any kind of sacrifice. Now, we don't know exactly all of the details about why the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. I'm I'm wondering if maybe there were some heart issues going on here too. Maybe Abel's heart was truly worshiping the Lord and and wanting to give the best to the Lord. And maybe Cain's heart was not in it. Maybe it was just like, oh, I gotta do this. I don't know exactly, but we know that for whatever reason, the Lord had regard for Abel's offering and not Cain's. And then Cain gets super, super angry and jealous, which is... I don't know, I have feelings of anger and jealousy sometimes. And this story scares me because I see what happened to Cain. It was really quick for him to go from being angry and jealous with his brother to actually killing his brother, which is just horrifying to think of. Um, But that's what happens. And I think it's good to remember in the New Testament, Jesus says that whoever is angry with his brother has committed murder in his heart. So, when you, next time you feel angry with your brother or your sister, jealous of them, remember that just that feeling of anger is a really serious thing. It can lead to some awful outcomes, and Jesus takes that feeling very seriously. You should bring that to the Lord in prayer and deal with those feelings. Okay, let's move on and talk a little bit about um, Cain's descendants after this. So, Um, after Cain is driven from his family, he goes, he knows his wife and they have Enoch and then he builds a city and he names it after his son Enoch. And then it kind of goes through all of the descendants there. And I think one thing that's notable is that even though these people are clearly, um, there's clearly some wickedness going on here, which we'll get to when we talk about Lamech, um, they're, they're doing the things they're supposed to do. They're they're filling the earth, they're having children, they're being fruitful, multiplying, and, and they're creating culture and life. They're building cities, they're having children, they are creating music, and they are finding bronze and iron and making instruments or tools out of bronze and iron. Um, so even though these people have sin and are wicked, they're still doing what God created them to do. They're kind of tending to the garden of the earth. And they're making things and producing things Um, they are still image bearers of God doing these things even though they have sinned. and then we get to Lamech and we see that he talks about that he killed a man for wounding him and I feel like the tone of his little poem here song here is kind of boastful we also notice that he has two wives which is not what was meant to be Adam didn't get two Eve's he got one helper (laughs) but here we have um, polygamy, where you have more than one wife, entering the picture. So there's kind of a growing um, sin. We went from Adam and Eve disobeying and eating the fruit to now we've had murder, Cain murdering his brother, and now we have polygamy, and now we have more murder and revenge. And so you see that sin and wickedness is growing in the earth. And then at the very end, we have Adam and Eve have another son named Seth. And I don't know, but it says, God has appointed for me another offspring instead of Abel for Cain to kill them. So she's kind of seems happy that she has another child because Abel is gone. Um, and I'm I'm guessing that Eve was hoping maybe Seth, maybe he's the one, maybe he's the offspring that will crush the head of the serpent. And then at that time, people began to call upon the name of the Lord. So there's a little hopeful note at the end of the story that maybe Seth's line, maybe, maybe they will be... The righteous one that will be the hero and crush the head of Satan. We'll have to wait and find out next time. Let's talk about our memory verse for this week. Um, we are doing, starting to do the fighter verses from Truth 78. So our verse for this week is in Joshua 1: verse 9. It says, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous." Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm so glad you joined me today on Audacious Arrows. I love reading the Bible with you. Make sure that you um, are getting notifications or subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. They air Monday through Fridays. And as we read through the book of Genesis, if you have more questions, I just would commend or recommend to you um, a ministry called Answers in Genesis. And you can find the link in the description below. Have your parents check them out. They've got all kinds of great resources for kids that answer questions from the book of Genesis. All right, we'll see you next time.